Hi everybody, I'm Peter Travers. Welcome to Popcorn, where we tell you what is popping in the culture. And Netflix has done it again. They are back with another Marvel action hero in Iron Fist. And um, my guest today, Finn Jones, is playing Danny Rand slash Iron Fist. You know him from Game of Thrones as Loris Terrell. But this is a complete 180 swing for you. Yeah. So good yeah. for you, man. Thank you. you have just saying, I'm not going to play the same kind of thing. No, yeah. I'm different. I was very lucky, very, very lucky. I remember um, it was my last day of filming, and I was in the airport on the way home from Game of Thrones in Belfast. Your last day of my shooting? My last day of shooting Game of Thrones, and I was in the airport on the way home, and I check my phone, and I get an audition through for Iron Fist, and it's been so crazy how it's just all of it's just kind of blended into one into this whole well, wait a minute because i think it's weird when you get killed on a show right and yours not only did it was their huge explosion and thing but you get that thing carved into your phone, right you yeah know? yeah yeah and you know i would feel dead Super you know? i'm sitting in an airport what what is that moment when you're in the airport you've just been killed it was actually really cathartic I was with really? I was with Eugene who plays uh, Lancel who actually was the guy that, that did it that yeah. did it and we were we were in the airport together and we, it you was, were with uh, your own killer yeah 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 and we were having champagne in the lounge <laughs> and we were just you know because he'd worked on the show for a couple of years as well so we were just kind of like taking it all in and just kind of being thankful for the journey that we'd had with the show and it was actually really serene very very calm and I felt I felt very complete with the way the show ended and my time on the show, and I was ready for something new. You're sitting in the airport lounge, and you get a thing that says, hi, <laughs> this is Marvel. Well, at first, so it's the, everything has code names. So the code name, I shouldn't really be saying this, but... Oh, come on. Oh, well. Oh, the code name was Kick, uh, and I thought it was going to be like a football show, like a soccer show. Mm -hmm. And I'm not really too into football, so I, I saw the headliner, and I was like, oh, what's this, a, a soccer show? I was like, oh, it doesn't sound that great. And then I opened up the email, and they said, this is a top-secret Marvel project. They won't tell us what the character's for, but we think it's this. And then they sent me the link to the character, the Iron Fist biography on the Marvel website and I started reading the biography. Well, there's a clue. Yeah, and I started, yeah. I started reading the biography and the more I read about this character, the more in that moment as I was in the airport, I just felt, I just felt this feeling inside of me of just thinking, this is it, this, this, this is the next role, this is, this is meant to be. And uh, a year later, here I am. When you've played on a show for six years, as you have, came yeah, Thrones, yeah. that's it. You've made a family. You know? Yeah. You've, you've done yeah. that. And now you're going into another one that is a family. But this is New York City. Yeah. This is not Croatia. No, it's no. not Croatia. It's, no. it's, it, well, although New York City in the summer sometimes does feel like Croatia. It, with the I heat. find that in August. Yeah, it's, it's very beautiful. Croatian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's like you were saying, like, so I'm the last of the the Defenders mm -hmm. and I'm working on the Defenders at the moment and I'm you know working with Charlie and Kristen and Mike who play the other the superheroes other and it's really wonderful to kind of come into a uh, not only a cast which has have established themselves but also a filming crew uh, the crew that we work with have all been there since day one of Daredevil mm -hmm. and to step onto a set with a crew that are so familiar with each other and a really well-oiled machine is I think a blessing well just for those people I, I can't imagine who's out there that yeah. doesn't read Marvel comics well you know or that doesn't know but let's pretend okay that there's people out there that don't know who Danny Rand is. Right. Who is this dude? Well, I mean, Danny Rand is a very complex character, so it's very difficult to try and summarize him in a soundbite. But um, he's an orphan. He's an orphan. Yes. That so happens. He's the son of a, a, a very wealthy family. Think of them as like the Koch brothers. Uh, they they own pharmaceutical and oil industries, mm -hmm. and they're big players within New York. And him and his parents are on a jet 
flying over to China for a business meeting and the plane crashes and crash lands in this mystical interdimensional city called Kunlun. Uh, he loses both of his parents and he is raised by a group of monks. Now, the portal of this mystical kingdom only opens every 15 years, so he's trapped. No, it's like Brigadoon or something. Right, so he's trapped <laughs> in this city. <laughs> yeah. And um, what, you know, after 15 years, he realizes that he can leave and he is wrought with trauma and anxiety and he just really needs to kind of claim back his identity. He needs to find out what happened to his parents. He, he needs to claim back who Danny Rand was. So we find him coming back to New York, trying to claim back his identity and his company and kind of like disregarding his responsibilities, the Iron Fist. And as we'll see as the show progresses, that gets him in a lot of trouble. Um, and he's, he's really a character in a, you know, he's like every 25 year old. They've just left kind of childhood, but mm -hmm. they're not quite an adult yet. And they're- You're, um, you're I'm 28. So I've oh, kind of, so I've kind of, I've just, I've just kind of come out of you're that. On the cusp. And so I understand that kind of feeling of like, what next, you know, what am I meant to do with this? this life that I have, you know, where is my responsibility mm -hmm. lay? And you can feel quite lost in those, in that transition. And I think Danny's going through that, but it's just amplified because he is the Iron Fist and because, you know, he's had this trauma. And, and he, he is a billionaire. He is a billionaire. He is but, a billionaire, but, but he's got to get his name back. Yeah, and, and really the money isn't, uh, Danny isn't, cons the money means nothing to Danny. For Danny, uh, he needs his name back. That's, that's why he's pursuing his company because it, it's, you know, he's been neglected and traumatized and forgotten for 15 years in a remote place where no one understands him. And so him coming back to try and claim his company back isn't about him claiming back or becoming a billionaire. That means nothing to him. It's about claiming his identity back. And actually what we find out is when he does get his identity back, he's still lost. He's still alone. And we're asking these questions of what makes someone whole? You know, what is it? that makes someone feel like they've got drive and purpose. We were talking a little bit before about episode four in the hallway and the elevator. There's right. a major fight. Well, yeah. how, do you, how do you start doing that? It's they intense. must have put you through some kind of hell. Yeah, it's intense. So I, I was cast in February and then we started shooting in March. So I had a very small window to <laughs> get proficient <laughs> in many different styles of martial arts. Now, bear in mind that my mentor, uh, Shane Yan, that I worked with on the show, he, you know, he'd been doing it since he was five years old. He'd been doing it for a lifetime. I had a month. Um, so it was a real crash course, but really, you know. So five weeks, you could have really done it, but the month was, was <laughs> yeah. yeah. But really, you just have to make sure your body's flexible and that you're, you can pick up choreography. Because that's, the way I see it is it's like a dance. You learn the steps, mm -hmm. you, and then you turn up on the day and you, you know, you have four days. For that fight in particular, we had four days of shooting it and I had about a week beforehand to rehearse it. So you just kind of, you know, and practice makes perfect. Well, you know, if it doesn't, you can get hurt. Well, for, well for what are you learning? Are you learning like Kung Fu? There's all sorts. There's Kung Fu, Tai Chi, uh, Wushu. Uh, there's some styles we use like Dragon Style, Tiger Style. There's like Drunken Monkey Style. Like all these styles I've never even heard of um, that we're incorporating to the fights throughout the series. Um, but I kind of just turn up and like, all right, what are we doing today? Uh, okay, let's. So it's great. It's like dancing with the stars, except you're <laughs> choreographing. Oh, today's the tango. Yeah, that's, that's the waltz. That's now pretty much this. it. It's yeah. pretty much it. But it's fun. I'm, I'm supported by a really great stunt team, and a re I've got a really great stunt double as well. And we all work together to kind of pull it off. I hope. How much did you know 
about Marvel and all the Marvel heroes before you were sitting in that airport getting Yeah, the, I didn't really know too much. Like, I, I wasn't that familiar with the, the movies. I'd watched a, a handful. Um, and I think coming from the UK, uh, the comic book culture didn't translate as much as it does over here. So really, I've been kind of learning about the MCU uh, I didn't even know what the MCU meant <laughs> until I was like actually working on the job, and I was like, "What is this? what is the MCU that everyone's talking about?" Oh, it's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes, it is. Oh, oh, that's what it means. Yeah. Um, so I've been, you know, learning on the job, and they bought me this huge like Marvel encyclopedia, which has like this beautiful illustration of like every hero within the world. So I often just like flip through that and check out new heroes, which is fun. What's your origin story? What is right. it? Um, it's kind of weird actually like so my parents never came from a theatrical background and I never really kind of looked up to actors or films and said I want to do that it was this really weird thing that I have in my memory and I don't know whether it's I don't know whether it's a dream or if it's one of my earliest memories it's mm. kind of a blur but I remember I was young and I was in a in a what are you a push chair and um, my parent my mum and her friend was standing above me mm-hmm. and I saw this pirate ship like sailing in 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 the sky and I say to my mum hey mum mum look at that pirate ship look at that pirate ship flying in the sky and she looks at me and she says what are you talking about there's what, what are you talking about there's no pirate ship in the sky and she turns to her friend and says god this kid is going to make one you know some actor one day <laughs> and that memory just really stayed in my head and Ever since then, I, I wanted to be an actor. And at first, I didn't know what that meant. I thought it was an acrobat. So I wanted to be an acrobat right. for ages. And then I... In your case, it almost did. And then, well, yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, weirdly yeah. it is. Yeah. And, then, um, and then I slowly found out what an actor was. And I was just kind of drawn to it. And I went to... Uh, I started going to, like, Saturday youth theatre schools um, at the local theatre. And I did that for about 10 years. And then I got a really good feel for it. I enjoyed... I enjoyed doing it. And then I went to drama school for three years, uh, trained for three years in London. And then leaving drama school, I just thankfully have, have worked ever since. In, in Game of Thrones, you're jousting. You're do- and Diana Rigg has that great oh, she's Well, aw- what, awesome. what he does is that he uh, knocks men off horses with sticks. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's basically what he's up to in yeah. his life to do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, the, the Loras Tyrell was a very flamboyant character. He was, he was a knight of summer. So he was, he was a child that was used to playing war, but not actually going to war. And I think that was one of his biggest flaws, was that um, he had all this pomp and arrogance, and he never actually knew what it was like to be on the battlefield. Um, I actually think... It would have been interesting to see what happened to Loras if he would have survived at the end of season six and we would have seen the, the kind of the brother Loras. And it would have been interesting to see where that character could have gone from there. I think he would have become a lot more hardened and a lot, he, a bit maybe like Arya's character, more out for revenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it would have been interesting to see where that goes. But you're playing a gay character on a major show like right. this, which is a responsibility. Oh, know? right. Yeah. yeah. I never really thought about that. Like... For me, it was always just about playing the truth of, of, of the love between the two characters. Mm-hmm. The idea that I was playing a gay character never really got into my head. I never allowed that to impact the character. Um, it, it was funny, like when I had to do the scenes, like me and my buddy uh, Gethin, who plays Renly, we're both, Anthony, we're both yeah, straight. Yeah. And, you know, the night before, we're like, you ready for tomorrow? And he's like, oh, I think so. Oh. I mean, what can you prepare you for that? But actually there's... Nothing, because you're shaving his chest. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, which so, is super weird. Know, how, many, how much rehearsal goes into that? 
you just kind of, you get on with it. He only has so much hair on his body you the, can shave. Right. There can't be that many. Right. And that, they actually had, um, they had uh, someone come in to do the stunt shaving because, uh, you know, they had an actual, uh, someone that knew how to shave with a blunt knife. Oh, so, I see. They didn't want so you that to shaving, actually have yeah, that a that shaving was all, uh, that was a stunt shaver. Stunt shaver. Well, you yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so sad that you didn't even get to do that. Yeah, moment. I know. Well, I, no, I did, it once. I did it and once. I did it once. And then after that, once the hair was gone, then they had to fake it with the uh, No, the you could have stabbed Yethan. I could have stabbed just, him. Was, I think I did. I think in the scene, I did nick him a little bit. Yeah, I him a little bit. That he's bleeding, that he's doing But, you know, with those kind of scenes, and I think with all scenes, you just have to play the truth of it. It's like a fight or flight. You either make this scene completely convincible when you throw yourself into it, 100% or you don't and the show looks it doesn't look authentic mm -hmm. and so in those scenes where I had to be intimate with with Gethin I just played the truth of the character I played the love that the two had for each other and whether he was a guy or a girl it makes no difference to me you know you just play the truth of the love in that moment well I say that because you did do an interview with Gay Times to to say right. I, this is I'm for this yeah I, I'm I'm rooting for you people yeah, that course. are feeling this to do it, which is good because it's not really that detailed in the book. We don't see that in the George. I think it's Warren. important that television represents the totality of society. Mm -hmm. So we have roles for gay actors. We have roles for black actors. We have roles for Asian actors. We have roles for everyone. You know, I think it's important that we reflect society as it is, especially in today's climate. When you, when you say goodbye to a show like that, that's still on. Yeah. What, what, are, are you eager? Do you keep in touch with uh, oh, your friends that are there? Yeah, I, what's going on yeah, on that's season one of the, seven? Yeah, one of the great things about Game of Thrones for me was the, the friends that I made throughout the show. A lot of us actors started the show at the similar points in our career. We were young. We were just starting in our careers. And to kind of, you know, see everyone go on this journey in their careers and still stay in touch is I think a really valuable thing as an actor. I think acting can be a very lonely profession at times and to have solid friends within this profession and to have people that you started from the bottom with and it's, I, I really respect Who that. are your best buddies on that show? Um, Alfie Allen, who plays Theon, I was actually just texting him. He's just, he's working up in Vancouver at the moment. I think he's just been cast in the new Predator film. You know, and just that kind of thing, like having that camaraderie, you know, just like, dude, that's really, you know, even mm -hmm. though we're miles apart, worlds apart, but we're still doing the same job and we started from the same place. I think it's really important that young actors have that because it can be a very lonely job. Um, Gwendolyn Christie, who plays Brienne, yeah. a very, very good friend of mine. Um, but kind of just who everyone. Who does beat the crap out of Who does beat the crap out of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, she's a force. She she's yeah, a force she on the show and in real life. Yeah, I like seeing that moment. That yeah. But you've created this other family now. Yeah. And we haven't really talked about what the Iron Fist is. Now, I see that you're protecting I'm protecting it. Yeah, it's cold outside. Is this gotta, part of the protect insurance company? Is yeah, this Marvel doesn't let me go outside without fist. protecting my fist in case, like, you know, someone tries to chop it <laughs> off or I, I get a bruise <laughs> on it. Yeah. Now that you just say that, I just really want to go in there and just go boom, you know. Hit you wanna, the you wanna, do you want to? It's just like it's like a fist pump, you know. There that's you go. it. Yeah, because that fist. Did you feel some of the energy had, there? I did. I gave you, you some know, of the. It's cheek. like a whole different thing is happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what's going, but you know, you bought, you've got to basically uh, take on the hand. Yeah. Which <laughs> is that society company. that's there. Yeah, so when the fist is, when we see it, uh, as you said, we're going to see more of the, but we do see it. Right, oh, we see a and lot of it. And what are you doing with that effect? So we have this, um, it basically it's like a bra bracelet. It's like an LED bracelet, and you put the bracelet on, and it has a wire that goes all the way down your body, and it straps into this, like, uh, like this battery pack. So you have this battery pack and a transmitter mm -hmm. that sits at the back of 
my uh, the small of my back, and it's put on with this like elastic waist, and the the uh, the wire goes up through my arm, and the fist is made there, and you've got someone else remotely controlling it. So like when I when I light it up, <laughs> I give it some I give it some my best chi acting. Uh, you've got someone in the corner just like dialing up the lights. <laughs> And what that light does... <laughs> Great. You yeah. don't even know what's happening, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what that does is it creates a natural reflection. So then when they do the CG in the post, you've got the natural reflection of light, which kind of just makes it feel a little bit more real. So there's, you know, the light bouncing back off my face or off my shirt, and then the rest they do in, in, in CGI in post. Does it give you a feeling with the training and with that that you can take on? People, do you feel if you're ever walking on a, down a dark yeah, alley I, that you can take anybody I, I, that comes out? I think out? now that I can really, I can really throw a punch. Um, I'm, I'm a non-violent person, and I don't, you know, violence is the last resort. But if anyone did bother to start me, start on me, I would, I'd be able to just land them one. Well, this is your first time on the show. You're great fun to talk to. Thank you. To. It's been a pleasure. But it yeah. always ends, you don't know this, in song. Now, oh, really? I hear you're a DJ. Too. Oh, God. Yeah, and yeah, And yeah. you play in a band. So did you bring an instrument? I didn't bring it. I can't, no. play, I can't play any you instruments. Play I, I like to play records. No, all we ask it. is just a couple of things of song, whatever's in your head. A couple a of tiny bars. tiny little bars. That's oh, it. Oh, you um, can do it. You're a superhero. I need a hero. A hero at the end of the night. He's gotta be strong. He's gotta be. <laughs> and then I need a hero, <laughs> and he's know. gotta have an iron fist. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, was that Barbara Streisand? Uh, I don't no. know who it was. <laughs> no, it's from a, a famous movie. Oh, is it? What? what yes, is it? I think uh, it's. I'm gonna be wrong on it, but I think it's uh, Footloose. No, it's not Footloose, is it? Yeah, I think so. Is it? Mm -hmm. Oh, there we go. Okay. Sorry, well, that was really it. bad. <laughs> no, but it was It was, it it was fitting. It was, it was fitting that this is a vulnerable guy, I actually, I, yeah. Danny Rand. I'm willing to make myself look like an and idiot. And he's holding out for himself, yeah. you know, which is a hero. Yeah. Thank you, man. Great talking to you. Pleasure. Yeah. <laughs>